Where's Wonder Man? Firebird. Or yes. uh that's Wake I'm a whole bunch of other characters. I was like, that you can't name any of the other Avengers. <laughs> like, come on now. <laughs> there's Crystal, there's Quicksilver, there's Living Lightning, there yes, lightning. is the Waft, there's Ant-Man, there's Giant-Man, there's Jocasta. There's the purple one that I like, Death Cry. She's hot. Mm. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Actually, no, I can't <laughs> because oh, no. I might die of the pollen and stuff. My allergies have not been acting right with that. And I had a really bad allergy attack earlier this week, and I do not want to experience that again. Oh. Okay, okay. Well, with that, let's get right into the show. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Another Relaunch. I am the man with the plan, Scott Summers, a.k.a. Cyclops. Oh, that's different for you. Okay, um, I'm going to be the Hunter's Moon, the first disciple of Khonshu, the real disciple of Khonshu. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> Getting drama. <laughs> How are you? Um, I'm Outside fine. of your, like, you know, allergies right now. <laughs> I know. It's, like, bad for me. And it's bad. And, you know, I tell people all the time. I, I think I've said it before. It's all in my eyes. So my eyes would be, like, red, itchy, puffy, watery. And it's, like, I'd be scratching. And everybody's just like, Keenan, get your, get your hands out your eyes. Stop doing that. And I'm like, I can't. <laughs> like, you don't understand. <laughs> but, and I'm, like... Have no, I don't tell many people this, but I'm going to let you all know this is a safe space. I'm, like, scared to put eye drops in. It is, like, my number one. Oh. I cannot do it. <laughs> I will, like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't like stuff do in my eye. No. And, okay, so do you remember the year when, like, everybody was going through that color contact phase? Oh, that was terrible. I did not it ever was, participate in that. So I couldn't participate. There was this girl. There was this girl I went to middle school with. Her name was Joe Shea. Shout out to Joe Shea. What's up? I hope you're doing well. She was like, had her little side hustle. She was selling the kids color contact. <laughs> Come on, girl. So, <laughs> so My kind of girl. <laughs> I bought a green pair from her because I was like, obviously, I need some green color contacts. Like, it was going to be lit. When I tell you I could not put that thing in my eye, it ended up. I ended up. <laughs> I ended up ripping one of the contacts, trying to put it in my eye, but I couldn't do it. And, and like all the people, this other girl who was in my classroom, she had contacts too. So she's just like Keenan, like just take it out. She's like popping her finger, her eye doing. It. I'm like that is so disgusting. I'm like, how are you doing that? I could not do it. So I wild never, to me. I've never been able to do that. So and be as a result, I also don't like putting in eye drops. Like the, the the entire process of like holding your eye. Is open. it holding your eye open? That bothers you? Know, or I just think like I, something getting in your eye. I think it's like something coming towards my eye, getting in my eye. I don't like it. That's wild. I um, 
I wear contacts. So like I have no problem. And I remember the very first time ever getting contacts was in middle school, I think, <clears throat> because I was like I think maybe fifth grade because I was starting to do track and I just couldn't run with my glasses on. And uh, glasses. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so like I went and got contacts in and I went to the eye doctor and I just popped them in. And the eye doctor was oh. like, what? They were like, you're the first person to ever do that. And I was like, oh, I've been watching my mom do this mm-hmm. forever. And like, I just was like, oh, yeah, pop my contact in. And I can't do it. Like, up. even, like, thinking about it right now. Like, oh, my gosh. I'm terrified. You know, that did also start me being able to, like, really ask questions. Because when you go to the eye doctor to get, mm-hmm. like, an eye exam, there's a, they do, like, oh, a puff oh. of air. Yes. So I'll never forget the time I got that done. And afterwards, I was like, my mom was like, did you have the puff of air in your eye? And I was like, yeah. She was like, did you ask what that is? And I was like, no. She was like, so they just puff something in your eye and you didn't ask? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I was like, that's a good point. She was like, yes, Liz Eric, you should ask these kind of questions. I was like, oh, good point. So now I'm like, that's, you know. Yes. And, that, and that's another thing. Like, even when I was putting my, or trying to put my eye drops in, I was reading the label and they're like, oh, obviously, if the seal is broken, don't use this. But I'm like, yeah, why would the seal be broken? What do you, what would someone want to put in here, this thing that I got put in my eye? Yeah. I have to be able to put contacts in, though, because, like, I'm blind, y'all. Like, I can't see <laughs> without them. So, it just, I, don't like I need it. I don't like it. But so, and I think like that was God's cruel way of being like, well, this is where your allergy is going to hit. <laughs> I thought it was going to, I thought it was going to say, oh, well, you can't use color contacts. I was like, I think he saved you <laughs> from that. <laughs> Definitely. Like, I'm very happy that I was not successful in doing that. And like, now that you think about it, like, why did I buy that? <laughs> this is why kids shouldn't have money. Because like, they clearly don't know how to oh. swim. From a girl from the class? <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> hey, yo, she made good money, yo. When I tell you, she had, she had like every color too. She had pink <laughs> ones, she had yellow ones, she had the green ones, blue light. What you needed, she had it. Shout out to her. Uh, She's probably a millionaire right now, honestly. Early entrepreneur. Okay. That's what we need. Good for her. Um, that's probably not what we need. Down with capitalism. I'll <laughs> 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 take that back. <laughs> All right, so um, thanks for sticking with us, y'all, after taking a break last week. Um, You know, you are now somebody's Uncle Johnny, so. Yes, I am. I am. I'm very excited about that. That was also, like, a really nice trip. That's great. um, My family might get a lake house now, so party. (laughs) (laughs) That's always great. Um, All right, let's get into these updates of the week. Um, Not, well... There were a lot of things actually going on, a lot going on at, at DC, or I should say Warner Brothers right now. They're pretty much just like axing a lot of things. For they everything. took off this cartoon that I really like. It's like Meow Meow. Um, <laughs> he's like this little they like cat section. It's bad. And I was so upset. Yeah. It was like something I would put on the TV just to have going on. And he was like this little cute warrior thing trying to protect all these little cute things that come on Cartoon Network. He was ridiculous. He just wanted to be like a hero. I was like, it's gone. How am I going to watch <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah. And I've seen people talk about the animated show. And I'm big into animation. Um, mm-hmm. I've met a lot of people who are actually like on these shows. And so it's really sad to see a lot of them like lose their jobs. And not only that, like, a lot of these animators and creators are 
just that they're creatives and i've seen stuff about the infinity train and like that their content is being completely just deleted from yes. hbo max on the youtube they've deleted like old tweets of theirs so like, like that's up. like that's, that's a so very sad. dark-sided <laughs> person who would do something like that like why you gotta delete their tweets what's the point of that <laughs> Like, come on, anything of the content of theirs that's out there, they've been kind of scrubbed. So, and these people are creative, and they just want to have their, their little animated show out there for people to enjoy. And they're just having it completely erased because of, again, capitalism, which is wild to witness. <laughs> um, so, there has been a lot of stuff. They're kind of figuring things out over there at Warner Brothers. I have never, I have never like heard of a company just make so many bad decisions consecutively over so many years and mm-hmm. decades it's like i don't know i don't i don't know you know they started out with just or at least dc comics was purchased or being under warner brothers um and then that got bought by at&t and that was like a big blunder because at&t have their own like ideas about that kind of stuff that's where we got all this like that's where the dceu came from basically (laughs) and now they're going to a whole restructuring now being bought out by discovery and yes i do see the like business side of it because discovery does have a bigger reach than Mm -hmm. uh, warner brothers alone and they do like 500 channels at like half of the capacity that warner brothers was doing with like 200 so i see the business side of it and how much it makes sense um but i would just hope that they like do better at the creative side of it all um and not like (laughs) diminish it and just get rid of a lot of like talent so yeah i don't know we'll see what happens with a lot of them i don't know what's going on with dc comics because i know that they are also being under warner brothers but like i think that's probably all going to be rolled up into some other office i'm not watching a third movie with that lady (laughs) <laughs> she's I'm just, coming. Let, I'm just letting you know. I'm not she's doing it. Coming. Like, if we gotta right, review man. it or whatever, like, I'll listen to you talk about it. I'm not <laughs> watching it. <laughs> it's. I don't understand how she's slip making it through the cracks right now, but. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is like pretty privileged at its. As the best example of it. Do you remember? And we're talking about Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman 1984. <laughs> When they made a big deal about that armor, and Cheetah like tore off her in three <laughs> seconds. Like that was the armor that she, the the other woman wore at the end of the world. Like it was like, <laughs> it was her against like every man. Wasn't but her, Cheetah? Wasn't Cheetah though? And then didn't Cheetah get like beat up or like lose in water? Yeah. <laughs> it was just not a good time for anyone involved. I'm not doing a third movie with her. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I, I don't know why they would want to make it, but it looks like it's it's still like being pushed forward. Who knows? Um, but also, comic book news, we did get some solicits for new comics coming. Um, I won't go through everything because that is a lot. <laughs> um, these are new solicits coming out in November this year. You know, solicits are always like a few months in advance to give people an idea of what's coming. And um, some noteworthy things that I saw were the Extreme X-Men 2, I can kind of call it, is going to be coming out in November. This was a continuation of what uh, Chris Claremont was doing back 
previously with his Extreme X-Men run, he's basically going to be following up on it. So it's not a current X-Men team, but just a basically a follow-up to that team in that era. Now, are you excited for this? Were you a big Extreme X-Men fan? Oh, I loved Extreme X-Men. That was like some good yeah, it was hot. stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, hot. It is where Betsy died, though. But he did. He was planning on bringing her back, so that was fine. He won't yeah. be able to do that this one, I'm sure. But he's going to use... Well, if I just kind of tagged her. <laughs> you know, that happens sometimes. It was cool with the original plan. You know, he was going to bring her back in her little body, and she was going to be shadow, whatever, whatever. We're living in the past. But, I mean, I guess this title is about the past, so that makes sense, though. Yeah. I'm a read. Maybe. It's cool. I don't know. Chris Claremont, Chris Claremont is kind of a nasty man. And he's been he's been kind of clicking down a lot lately. <laughs> it's just I, like, I don't know. Like legendary for what he did in the eighties. Just leave it alone. But isn't um isn't the rumor supposed to be that he's gonna be like retiring from writing soon? Oh, I don't know. That could be a rumor. I probably that sounds right. So this could be like a send off for him or something. I'm I'm not one to gossip, but I heard that there was a rumor going around that like the part of him coming to like extreme and then also possibly trying to follow up in like a current book in the Krakoa era is because he's about to retire from writing and so he like wants to write a final X Men story. Maybe that's why they had that teaser with the SOS. Oh, send help and Claremont coming to the <laughs> 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 SOS Claremont is coming. Ready. <laughs> Interesting. Yes, and there was that SOS uh, that came out, and some new thing for the X Men is going to be coming in January. We will find out more on that later. Do you have any idea what it is? I don't know. Let's I think just, it's. Let's just go and get it done. <laughs> Ready to move forward. I just want, I don't know, I want more character beats and I want more action and less feats, if that makes sense. I haven't seen much of either, so I don't know. (laughs) That's also fair. Um, Okay, moving on, we also got that there will be a relaunch for the Fantastic Four coming in November. And we have learned now that the um, writer... And artist for the series will be, I think his name was Ryan North. And the artist, one second, let me pull this up. Was it um, Ibanez? Or was that somebody? Or am I thinking of somebody? I think that was someone else. Are you excited for a new Fantastic Four book? Absolutely. <laughs> um, sorry, this was Ryan North and um, Ivan Coelho. Mm. Alex Ross. Yeah, I'm excited. This will be a new start for the Fantastic Four. Um, something happens in New York. I guess they actually are going to be moving out of New York, maybe eventually. We'll see. But this is a brand new start for the Fantastic Four. I'm excited. Um, the way that the writer has kind of talked about this, his run, that it's Kind of one and done fun sci-fi stories, which I think is exactly what they really need now. Um, they haven't really done a lot of adventuring at all in the most recent run of the Fantastic Four. Um, it's been more about like Ben and the thing. And um, yeah, I'm excited. 
this should be a lot of fun. Um, I'm excited for the art too. It looks like it's gonna be a lot of like action stuff. It's great. So okay. on the horizon, I'm excited for that. Um, we also get uh, Mortal Murder World Avengers number one, which will be a new series by Jim Zub, which will take the Avengers to Murder World. And you know, I personally am a big fan of Arcade. I think he's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's a good villain. It'll be written by Jim Zub and Ray Fox, and the art will be by Jethro Morales. And I. I don't know. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. I don't. We have really seen the Avengers actually, you know, come to the world before. Um, I don't know if, if this will be like a tour of characters going to Mortal World, or if it'll only be the Avengers. Um, yeah. The solicit makes it sound as though the Avengers are going to Mortal World, but I don't know if like a bunch of other characters are also going to be coming to Mortal World too. So that'll be kind of cool. No, I can't remember the world last time I've seen them there. Whoever. I think maybe like Avengers Arena, but that was even more so the kids. Right. I don't think the like adults have ever encountered Arcade. I don't know how I felt about this Avengers book. There's a lot of Avengers books coming out. There's this one, there's that all action Avengers book. And um, I think they all just Avengers Assemble? Yeah. And they all just feature the exact same group of Avengers. And I'm kind of I agree. Like, bored of them together. It's like, I, it's, I, I, if we're going to do a bunch of Avengers teams and books, like, can we mix it up? Mm-hmm. There are a hell of a lot more characters than just Iron Man, Cap, and Thor. And it's, they seem to be the star of every of these. Of every these single books. one. It's just like, okay, <laughs> yeah. we get it. Mm-hmm. Where's Wonder Man? Firebird. Or, yes. uh, that's Wake I that up. A whole bunch <laughs> of other characters. I was like, that you can't name any of the other Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on now. <laughs> there's Crystal, there's Quicksilver, there's Living Lightning, there yes, lightning. is the Waft, there's Ant-Man, there's Giant-Man, there's Ooh, Jocasta. Right there's the purple one that I like, Death Cry. She's hot. Mm. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> but obviously there are a hell of a lot more characters. I think they should if they're going to make this all action Avengers or the Avengers assemble like let's expand that roster. Agreed. They should. Um, I personally want uh, Secret Avengers to come back though. Oh. With um, Spider Woman and Hawkeye? No, with Sam and Mark. Oh, <laughs> Mark. She's cool. I like her. She yeah, where's she? Where has she been? Last time she was in the Spider Man book, they were dating, but that ended, and I don't know where she hasn't been in anything since. Ooh. I just got a relaunch idea. You'll hear about that some other day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, okay, and switching over to DC, they had some November solicits coming out. Again, I will post a link so you guys can check all of those out. But obviously, the main one that I was excited for was John Stewart, The Emerald Knight, number one, which mm-hmm. was written by Jeff Thorne and art by Marco Santucci. And I uh, haven't read the most recent Green Lantern 
of this run that was mostly about that was that was written by Jeff Thorne. Um, but I am excited that it's going to be continuing John Stewart as the Emperor Knight and him having his own powers and just being a superhero himself. So I am excited for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of worried that they were going to just be bringing him back into being the Green Lantern or you know doing that stuff. So yeah. I'm excited that they're going to be that moving forward. So does that mean how is the main Lantern again? Um, I don't know. Maybe. I think that when when John was the Green Lantern who died when the Justice League died, yeah, that to me makes the most sense because, like, when it comes to the Justice League, John is the Green Lantern. Yeah. Um, but as far as the Green Lantern core goes, I do think that Hal is back to being like on the core and all that kind of stuff. Okay. And like leading it. I wouldn't necessarily say leading it. Everybody's kind of doing their own thing. I don't know. The lanterns are weird. There's too many of them. It's because everybody always want to come in and make their own. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody wants to come in and create another one, but they never have a an end goal for the one previously. So that's how you always get into more lanterns, or more earth lanterns. Uh, But yeah, I think. That I'm excited for that. We'll see if he ends up keeping his God Storm powers and continuing to be, you know. So. So in this book, he's going to just be in space, like flying around, saving planets. No, this one shot solicit, he is going to be like rescuing the core. Like the core needs help. Um, mm-hmm. And but he's I'm, just still the Emerald Knight. But I guess like with the powers that he has gotten now, like these powers outside of that and like beyond, is that kind of like what the goal for him is to do? I think so. I think that's what this issue is going to kind of show. Like what is what is he going to be doing next after he helps the core with his God's powers? He's obviously going to keep up, but is he going to continue to just be a superhero out mm-hmm. in space? He's coming back to Earth. Who knows? We'll see. I personally would like him to come back to Earth and be developed as his own like superhero where would you have him operate um give him his own new place like a real new place or like a fake no make it up (laughs) (laughs) no Mm, he needs a new city a new a new little uh, emerald city emerald city yes yeah (laughs) i think that's a real place it is, but <laughs> <laughs> this Emerald City would be Yes. So yes, I want him to have his own place. Wait, or is that where um that's where Green Arrow lives though, right? Emerald City. I think he lives in Coast City. I don't know. Everybody should just go back to Gotham. Wait. Or Metropolis. Is that a real place? Is Emerald City a real place? Or maybe that's where that Green Arrow is. <laughs> I don't think so. That's why it's a real place. <laughs> it sounds familiar. Or maybe I'm thinking of The Wiz. I think that's from The Wiz. It's from The Wiz. <laughs> <laughs> it's from Wizard that's of Oz. Real. That's real. <laughs> so John can live in the Emerald City is basically what we've come to the conclusion to. 
That would be cute. And he's like the Wizard of Oz of the. We don't need to like wizard. keep the Wiz in there. That aspect. No, be. but I mean, like he's like you know the Overwatcher of the city. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a cute connection. I see what yes. you. Yes. <laughs> Look at that full circle moment. Maybe see DC. We got the ideas. <laughs> Um, another thing that kind of popped out was the Justice Society of America will be getting a new number one written by Jeff Johns with art by uh, Michael Janine. And I think that's going to look fantastic. The JSA are back. <laughs> you know when the monkey's paw hits, how it hits like real heavy. <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. just, man, because like. You have been Jeff. asking for the JSA. <laughs> <laughs> that's like your team. And then, and it's like you're gonna announce it with Jeff Johns, and it's not even like, not even like outside of Johns being a nasty man. Yes. The last thing that he wrote was so slow. Oh man, it, it took like, like two years for <laughs> for was it the uh, crisis? Uh, Doomsday Clock. Yes. Like, it wasn't that supposed to be like a, something that reset everything or something. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> such a big deal because it was like what are you doing like the story like the stories literally moved past what the ending of that one was supposed to do by the time it ended like everybody i think had moved on to rebirth or like infinite frontier no one even whatever cared anymore at the time um but yeah like i don't know i just feel like there's a lot of talented people at dc right now writing drawing coloring all of that good stuff and i think that there's I don't know, maybe nobody else was pitching a JSA book. I don't believe that, though. Someone's always pitching a JSA book. But are they? They are. <laughs> <laughs> they absolutely are. Um, but nonetheless, I feel like DC also is a company known for going to writers and being like, hey, can you write this? And they like yeah. want to do it. You know what I'm saying? And that's cool, too. It typically works out for them a lot. I'm sure just, that this is, has to do with the movie coming out too, and they may have just gone to Jeff and was like, you know, we need this book out. Mm. <sighs> He's got a lot. Maybe, he does. Well, yeah, he just came out. He was the like president, I think, of like DC for a while during the whole AT&T era. He's the reason that they have the Zack Snyder stuff. That alone should tell you exactly all you need to know. <laughs> That's insane. It's yeah. insane how much power people have. Ain't it? Too much That's sway. <laughs> Whatever. But the JSA is back. I don't know. I'm not going to lie. I'm probably going to read it. I'm sorry if that makes me a bad person. You know, at least you're standing up in it. I get it. Um, but... The, they're returning. I'm not sure what's going on with the cover. It looks great. Helena um, Wayne is on the cover, Huntress. Mm-hmm. And, but like a lot of the JSA's members, like the looks like the building has been broken and all their like weapons and stuff are on the ground. Yeah. With the costume she was wearing, that's a new costume, right? You know, I don't get Yeah, that's new. Okay. That's that new. looked good though. I like it. It did. It did. Um, I don't know. I'm secretly like a Dr. Fate stare. So <laughs> he was on, he was on the cover. He looks good too. Everyone mm-hmm. looks good. Wildcats there. Like it's the JSA. They're hot. I'm mm-hmm. a, yeah, I'm a, I'm I'm definitely gonna read that. I'm sorry. We may have to check it out. I mean, and then we also know that he, uh Jeff Johns is also doing a Star Girl. Um, that I'm not gonna check out. I don't like Star Girl. 
I don't know what it is about her. And somebody was telling me that I should watch her show on the CW. And I was just like, I don't know. Mm. Well, you know, that's his uh, his OC for his sister. Yeah. I don't so. like her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One thing about it, though, he gonna make sure that, that girl is around. That's how she got. That's how she got the show because he was the president of. Oh, is that how she got the show? Yeah. Um, I don't like her. It's the costume. I don't get it. It's like so. Mm-mm. I don't mind the costume. Or maybe I just don't like. I don't really. I don't really like the character. I don't really like the character. The costume yeah. is fine. I like a little staff. It's cool. The staff is cool. You know I love a weapon, especially something that can give you a little uh, mid-range. Mm. Yeah, and she's got a little blast on it, and she can, like, move things with it, too. That I don't mean. She can fly. I think, the I think that's kind of cool. I like the little mid-drift she Everybody got going on. Everybody in DC can fly. That's nothing spectacular, okay? I don't know. Ever since, like, everybody in DC <laughs> just, like, be in the streets. Everybody can fight. Everybody knows martial arts. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they absolutely do. They can fly and they know martial arts. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, all right, y'all. So that's all the updates we got this week. Um, let's go ahead and take a break and then we'll come right back. back everyone for our review of the comic section this week and um you know i didn't have like a big as pull list as i did have the last few weeks so i went back and i like bought a couple of things which was like really nice to do and one of the mentions that i wanted to talk about was new mutants 29 came out and you know i go up and down on this book and like some of the things and while i do still think some of the character voices are a little bit off and there are some parts of the story i was like "Eh," i thought this was like such a good issue and really i think magic we all know i go up and down on magic too like she's an og new mutant so you know i'd be here for her but then i feel like her story's gotten a little stagnant and stale over the years and sometimes she gets a little bit more than she deserves and (laughs) i feel like this issue it's from rita ayala and rob rice for those who don't know um it basically severs her connection with limbo she hands it over to maddie she says like I don't want to do this anymore. She gets a new armor. The costume is a little ugly. I'm not going to lie. And she's, she like tells her, uh, the council and all of them. She's like, this is what I'm going to do. She's like, I'm changing my life around. She's using her magic a little bit more. She says she's going to start a magic school. And I was like, wow, a fresh start. And Rob Rice, that man is a genius. His art is absolutely fantastic. I truly do not think this book, I, I'm, not, and I'm not even going to lie, like I said, I had some issues still a little bit with some of the character voices and some way some things laid out, but like, I think if any other artist had drawn this, I would not still be like, yes, this was incredible, like, you need to read this, like, go get the issue, whatever, like, I would just be like, oh, it was good, fine. This, he knocks it out of the park, and he is like the star of this book. And I think like it's going to be remembered very vividly and very fondly because of his art. So shout out to him for caring. Because okay, that's was, dope. I've always enjoyed his stuff. Like great guy. Um, and another book that came out that I wanted to mention before we get into the main ones was uh, Miss Marvel and Moon Knight Number One, and that was from 
Odie Hauser and oh hold on let me look up the artist. Um, but basically like Miss Marvel's getting all these little team ups with certain characters. She did Wolverine on the last issue, and Venom is going to be on the next one, so I'm not reading that. Um, oh, Ibrahim Robertson was the artist, and I like his art too. And this was so good. Like this was like, okay. Good. Well, and like when you come on, the small, big girl. <laughs> like, big girl. And like, so I also secretly realized that I'm a big fan of Jodie Hauser. I liked her mother panic stuff. She did some stuff with Midnighter and those action comic backups that I liked. Um, I enjoyed this. So I'm like kind of feeling her a little bit. But you wouldn't ever you wouldn't ever think to have Kamala and Moon Knight team up. Like obviously those worlds are completely different. And there's such a good emphasis on how their worlds are different and how Kamala's kind of coming into it. She feels earnest because she wants to help people but she's also very nervous because like she's heard weird things about mark and she doesn't know how he's going to act and here's mark and he's very uh calm cool collected but he's very pragmatic and just here to get things done and the dynamic that they share like plays off of each other really well and it's really interesting to read there's a scene where they're like going to stop these bots that are like attacking people and Kamala's making a comment. She says, oh, you know, it's a full moon. It's probably going to be a bad night for anybody who comes across a guy named Moon Knight. And he's like, it's always a bad night. And then it just keeps going. She's like, oh, okay. she's, she's like, we don't make jokes here. And it was just like stuff like that was like really nice to see. And he never gets super violent. I think he's also aware like she's still a child. So he does enough to be like, okay, I'm going to do this. But like, while I do this, you go over there and help those people. So you don't got to worry about what I'm doing over here. I'm just going to handle it and introducing her to the world of his and which was really nice and it was cool so that was like a really interesting thing that i think people should pick up i'm kind of here for kamala again i don't know the mcu might have got me okay okay i mean kamala's cool <laughs> i've always kind of liked her she's cool she's a sweet girl but i feel like she always had like the kid syndrome but now she's growing up uh, yeah so it feels it, it feels different. It was like a really good issue though, a dynamic that I think people should pick up. Oh, Hunter's Moon also pops up and he's hilarious. That's why I made that comment earlier. He, uh, when Moon Knight introduces them, he's like, yes, I'm the true disciple of Khonshu. And Moon Knight's like, can we do this another time? Like, we got to <laughs> So that was good to see. But getting into the books of the week, we'll start out, oh, Captain Marvel 40. Kelly Thompson's still Ooh. writing, right? Yes, she is. This was oh, written by Kelly Thompson. Yeah, I really hope she gets she's to 50. Um, the artists were uh, Oliveira Lopez and Juan Frigeri and uh, colors by Jordi Baleri. And this was a fantastic issue. Um, really great. We've been continuing on with this like magic tribunal that's been going on because of, you know, Carol giving uh, oh the serum that sucks away your magic and that's like a no-no in the magic community. And uh, this opens up with Carol. She previously in the past, in the last issue, she killed this dragon, but it ended up having a, a baby. So she takes the kid and takes it into this village and is like, you know, you guys need to help raise it. Like, I'm not going to, um, but you guys need to help raise it. Um, I'd slayed its mother, but like, uh, you guys got to raise it. We flash back to the tribunal and Wanda's like, look, see, she did it. Like, can we move on? Like, let my girl out of this. And um, Enchantress is like, no, that's not what needs to happen. And they're like bickering back and forth. And um, Enchantress is like, you know, I came here for revenge. I didn't come here for whatever y'all think is going to happen. We need to continue with this tribunal. Um, Magic is also there. And so is Satana. Satana is like, you know, can we get this on? Like, I've got other things to do. 
I'm going to have to go buy this issue. <laughs> um, Jericho Drum is like, you know, Carol has saved the universe a bunch of times, and this is supposed to be a lesson for her to, like, do the right thing. And she has been doing the right thing. Maybe need to move on with it. Um, but uh, Enchantress is like, no, she kills the dragon every time. And she's not, like, that's the first thing she does is, like, go out and kill something. But they were like, you know, no, she saved the baby, whatever. Um, then we get to uh, Agatha, who was like, no, like, we're just going to keep this trial going. She does not see it for for Carol. She wants to see all of this go through. And then basically we see this entire fight where, um, again, Wanda and Enchantress, I don't know what happened in the magical community, but they don't really like each other. And, well, they always uh, fight. Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah, so um, in Kurt Busiek's Avengers run, like one of the first issues, they actually, they actually go to Otherworld. Um, I think and... it was Morgan Le Fay in that. Yeah. This is Enchantress. This is Amora. Yeah. yeah. Yes, Enchantress pops up as well in that run too, and like they oh. fight later on. Damn, it's messy. All the magic girls just be fighting each other. I thought it was just yes. That's <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, well, in this, um, Enchantress is like, well, you know, I want to put something in this to like hurry this along, since we all have to say we got other things to do, and. Wanda was like, well, if you are doing something, I want to do something, too. So um, they both, like, do some kind of magic things. Enchantress, like, makes the dragon even bigger and more ferocious. All Wanda did was put Carol back in her old costume and told her, like, to remember herself. And it actually has a flashback to, like, two issues before where Wanda had told Carol, like, a bunch of things that you need to, like, will it. And they have this flashback moment of the two of them um, back in the day when they were on the Avengers team and Wanda's trying to explain to her like what her powers are. And she's like, you know, I can't really explain my magic to you, but I can tell you how magic works. And it's all about will. And um, it's all about like having the strength of will to do something and really believe in yourself. And it was like, this was just a really great issue. I uh, thought it was magical. Really cool <laughs> The magic has been bringing some great stuff. Um, it ends with, I guess, Enchantress wasn't happy with the way that everything ended out because she goes back to Earth. She goes to this girl, this little girl who was like looks up to Carol. Her name is, I forget her real name, but Carol always called Lieutenant. Mm. Uh, she comes to her, and Enchantress is like, um, I need your help. You gotta help me come save Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. And Enchantress like tricks the girl and changes her into a big dragon. <laughs> and Carol turns, comes back to Earth, and is like, "Now what is this?" And she she has no idea. This girl, this girl is this dragon. Doesn't slay this girl because the next cover is Carol with his big old sword slashing, like hacking at this dragon. So That's we'll fun. see. Um, they're giving Enchantress a lot of kids. Yeah. She's I don't know. I like the kids she, she got, got with the old boy, and then, you know, she's got those two kids in uh, Strange Academy, which I said I'm going to go back and, like, read that entire run. I heard that they're having another relaunch of that now. With, yeah. Um, it's called Strange Academy Finals or something like that. Something was cool. Something with them. I'm going to go back and read that. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. But, yeah, she got a lot of kids. I wonder what's up with that. Yeah. I don't know which I don't know which ones I like the most, but whatever. She is mother. She's, I understand. 
She's been hot in this. I'll give her that. Um, I would end up giving this issue a a four out of five, four point five out of five. Okay. I really enjoyed it. You know, every Captain Marvel story you've talked about with magic, you've been like, oh, this is really good. This is like it's good. This, you know, if they magic know. girls bring something to punch in the face, so. I know that's the excuse. But <laughs> speaking of magic mothers, Strange Number Five was also out this weekend. That's from Jed McKay and uh, Marcelo Ferrero. And you should actually pick up the Strange books. I think you'd enjoy it. Like it is really just clear, kind of going around and clearing the deck of everybody <laughs> around. Okay. So um, she's been going against this group called the Blasphemy Cartel. She, you know, she's on this mission to try and bring Stephen Strange back from the dead. But the Harvest Man, who is the Sorcerer Supreme for death, was basically like no, you can't do that. And lately what's been happening is all of these other superheroes have been coming back from the dead, but they're basically like zombified versions of themselves, so Clea has been killing them. The last one that she fought was Moon Knight's brother, who he killed before. And so she she was like, you know, I want to bring Steven back, but they won't let me. You're somebody who's come back from the dead. Let's talk about it. And so the rest of the issue is like, he's like, okay, I'll talk to you about it, but you got to come with me like while I do my thing. And so they're just working together to like protect these people. And it's really nice to kind of see them. Moon Knight is always known as like the bad cop, quote unquote. And like, here's Clea and like, she's actually the bad cop. <laughs> like there's this one thing they're fighting this dude. He's trying to get this information out of him. And Clea's like, please let me help you. And she goes into her demon dark dimension form and she starts do- showing it to the guy to drive him crazy. She like sends another guy to the dimension with the mindless ones just so he could be attacked by them because she's like, you're a horrible person and you don't deserve to live on this plane. So like, go suffer there. And while they do that, I know she's clearing. And while they do that, Mark is telling her about, you know, how Conchie brought him back and just how he operates and what that means to them. And he's like, you know, if you want to bring Steven back, he's a Sorcerer Supreme they're not gonna just let that soul go. Somebody like has to have him that's important and they want him and you need to find like a God or something who can help you bypass that. We get to the end of the issue and we come back to the Harvest Man and he's talking to death. And you know, she's like, Kalia's stepping out of her lane. You need to get her under control. (laughs) She's like, she's coming, she's looking for things. She's trying to do something. We finally get the reveal of the Harvest Man and it is in fact, Stephen Strange himself. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so like it was like a really nice little reveal for that. So he became the uh, source of supreme of death for because death has his soul now. So he's mm-hmm. working. And so. Oh, it's kind of hot. Okay. Yeah, it was good, and I was like, I was like, ooh, ooh. I was. I, was <laughs> I, I thought they was like, oh, just bringing another dude in for him because his hair is white too. His designs changed. He's got on this gold mask. He's wearing. He's got his scythe. He's got white hair. The design is hot. I think they should have did a little bit of a change and maybe gave him like a white suit. I think that would be interesting. Like this avatar just wearing all white. <laughs> I don't know. That just sounds kind of cool to me. But like regardless, it looks good. And it was really interesting too because in the beginning of the issue when she's talking to the Harvestman, Strange himself, she's talking about, you know, you won't let me bring my husband back. I love him and da 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 da. And the Harvestman is like, he's not worthy of it. Trust me, I know. And now like you get to the end, and you find out it's him, and it's like, oh my gosh, that's so sweet. <laughs> um, so he I like, girl, he be cheating. He not worth it. <laughs> trash, like truly, <laughs> like he wasn't lying when he said he's not worth it. Like listen to him, but whatever, we understand. 
But like overall, I think the story is really well done. Jeb McKay is obviously like I think he writes Clear very well. I think he writes Moon Knight very well. Obviously, he's writing his solo. Having them interact was like something I did not know I needed. Like thank you Synergy and the MCU for that. Let me give we want to do that in the MCU itself and have you know Charlize and Oscar team up. I won't be opposed. So sometimes that synergy is good. I'm hoping they give it to Namor to be honest. Oh yes, he deserves it. <laughs> Cause that's yeah. Um, but all in all, love the issue. I would definitely recommend it and probably rate it like a four point five, four out of five. Yeah, okay. Jumpy case killing it. And like you can feel his writing getting better and better. Cause this reveal shook me. I was like, ooh, okay. I ain't had one of them in a minute. This book is for me. <laughs> Let's just say that. They are. The magic the magic girls are bringing a little something. I'll give it to them this time. It, it was a good, good time. And uh final book on our list this week is X-Men 13, and that comes from Jerry Duggan and CF Villa. And this was a Judgment Day tie-in issue, and we got the debut of the new X-Men team working together. Now, um speaking of magic girls giving. Hey, it's a turnaround for her. <laughs> I'll give it Magic to Magic. Was eating in this. this was the first time I felt like, oh, this is a leader. She was like making her calls. She was like, hold on, Captain. we got this, like Miss Captain. And then she just did that thing over New Mutants. I'm not going to lie. I might like her again. Magic is cool. She has been suffering a little bit from just being just the cool girl for a while. Yeah. But um, from being the cool girl and from just all of her same old limbo stories. Mm-hmm. But I think it was nice to see her out here on the X-Men where we see her, you know, being a war captain. And magic on the, magic on the battlefield is hot. Yes, it was, this issue. Um, what did you think about the new day team, debut for the team? Like, how are you feeling? Um, I mean, obviously, I miss Lorna. Yes. Um, personally, I think Polaris is missing. And I sometimes while reading this, and I don't know if it was just my own bias because I missed Polaris, but <clears throat> because of the way that this team was just literally just swapped out for the other one, it mm-hmm. didn't feel as though it didn't feel as though this felt special to this team because the other team could have done this too. If that makes yes. sense. I agree with you, but I agree with you on that point. However, I do think that is what the point of the X-Men team is now. Like, anybody can just, like, be here and do this. You just happen to be, like, the premier team. You're just the PR. Right. Right. This opens to anybody now. Yeah. room for everybody. (laughs) There's literally room for everybody. That's why we're voting on it. (laughs) You know what I mean? so I think like a lot of times when we think about like the X-Men and what the brand has been and what they always did, we always think about kind of those same handful of mutants just like together, uh, the Storms and the Bishops and Iceman and Angel and Beast and all of them. And I think now what the X-Men has become has been like the popular team. They get their debut at the gala. We vote on them. Anybody can come and do this now. They're just like here for the flash, the bang, the popcorn, the super hurt. They're going to be in all the events yeah. as this is the Judgment Day tie-in, which shockingly didn't really feel like a Judgment Day tie-in. But again, I think a lot of that was because of just the feel of the issue about like how it just felt like a mission anybody could be doing. Um, exactly. They were just fighting the the one hex monster the entire time, basically. So Yeah, but um, that's what this team is. But I liked it. I'm, I enjoyed the team. I think this was probably the best use of sync I've seen so far, or personally I felt so far. I think he actually felt additive and like had a reason to do some of the things he did as opposed to just like doing them for the other person instead. Mm-hmm. And 
I like Magic doing her role. I'm a big Forge fan, so it's great to see him. You know, he also knows Magic, so... He does. If him and Eliana want to do a little something, something that can be cool, too. (laughs) Having his uh, drama in there was nice, and Firestar had her... Uh, Iceman was cool, too. Iceman was cool. Although, I personally am not a big fan of uh, Giant Construct Iceman. I think that's just me personally. Um, you know, I like I'm never a big, big fan. Of him. I know, <laughs> <laughs> but like I, um, I love that he was, you know, put everybody in that ice shield and took mm-hmm. everybody down. And um, when they had to get every the engine, the Eternals engine at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean, mm-hmm. um, down to below zero, and he was like, "Oh, I couldn't even freeze it without sink." If that makes sense, you know, it's yeah. like I'm powerful, but I need two of me to actually do something with this so agree um yeah and magic you know taking point was fantastic even gene you know being the telepath of the team syncing everybody up she's communicating um, yeah and i like her and like about the dynamic it was fun happy not radical yeah so yeah it was a fun issue Havoc kind of fell to the wayside, though. I think, it, and even with, like, Firestar, she had, like, a few comments. I felt like it was more so emphasis to kind of show that she's feeling like, oh, this really ain't no different from the Avengers. Like, Magic giving me orders like Captain America. Like, we got to do all this stuff. Y'all don't have a submarine, though. Um, Havoc, That's going to get like, annoying quickly. I think I hope that is. doesn't become, like, I hope that doesn't become, like, you know how Lorna had that coffee cup and that became, like, a gag? But after yeah. a while, for me personally, I was like, all right, it's time to let that go, move on. <laughs> I hope that this isn't the same thing for Firestar, where she's constantly bringing up, this is just like when I was on the Avengers. Mm, I think it'll be there. for like the first few issues, but then I think something will snap. I mean, we only got a year with this team. We got to move it quick. So right. we'll see how the rest goes. Havoc, I feel like I don't even remember him being an issue at all. He didn't do anything. Yeah. So he's the one who's feeling a little super close right now, but... We'll see how that continues. He might get the Sunfire treatment, though. Oh, yeah. He probably will, actually. I mean, he'll probably get use his powers maybe once or twice. <laughs> He's always going to get knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder if... Maybe they just... I think I wonder if this issue was good because they had something big enough for all of them to fight, similar to that first issue of X-Men... Mm-hmm. With the first team, when they fought that giant alien, you know, there was something mm-hmm. big that enough for all of them to kind of. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what this is. Like, they have this big thing for all of them to kind of fight. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we'll break it down and see how each character kind of is. I don't think we'll do that this go around. Mm-hmm. Like you think it'll be more about the drama but in there between them? Yes. I don't think they're really going to do, like, the whole singular focus on, like... Because, again, I feel like year one was a lot of building. You were showing this new team. You had to show why these people wanted to be on there. You had to show what it meant. You had to invoke the feeling that, like, being this X-Man is, like, cool and important in the moment. And so now we know that. And so you can really just focus on the dynamics. We don't really need to know what the team, like, what they feel as though it represents. Because we got that. And we kind of already got it at the vote a little bit. They all just happened to (laughs) get picked. Just be there. Yeah, I definitely don't think that they'll be explaining why they want to be on the team in this run, because mm-hmm. like you said, that was all at the gala. But we'll see. I don't know. It was fun. What would you rate it? 
I would give this issue a 3.5 out of 5. Okay. I think I would I think I would give this a 4 out of 5. I like really enjoyed this issue. Like I'm here for the year 2 mm-hmm. team. I think it's very exciting. I don't know. Jay's yeah. We'll see. I have to see more of it. <laughs> <laughs> I got to see a little bit more of it. <laughs> okay. Those are the books. Of the All world. right. <laughs> And moving over into the book club of the week, we were uh, still reading the new X-Men. We read uh, issues 29 through 31. And all right, y'all, I'm kind of seeing it now. (laughs) I'm kind of seeing it now. Is it my bias for Nimrod? Maybe. But also, but also this, these issues were the last final bid wrap up of the basically now I keep calling them like the elite members, but that's rude to the people who died. (laughs) (laughs) The main girls. They're like, they're the main girls. They're the main new X-Men members. You know, the Hellion, um, Surge, Dust. I guess that boy, Prodigy. Dust. (laughs) Prodigy was good back in the day. He was really interesting. He took a turn. He just is such a flop to me. I've never seen him. He never gave me. <laughs> I think he's. I think. I think his powers are interesting. But and then he fights too. So you know, I'm gonna stick up for him a little bit. I just. I can't. I can't see it for him too much. I'm sorry. Um, but we get to see. Um, there was this Nimrod that came from a different timeline who basically was came broken. He came to Forge to have him fix him, and basically like these X Men are fighting this Nimrod. Really cool power moments from um, Surge was really cool. Really cool power moments from Hellion. Um, yeah, I thought this was. I'm starting to see. I think, unfortunately, you were right. You gotta, you gotta have cuddling. And you gotta break them a little. Um, <laughs> you gotta break them down. <laughs> because I do sound to see this team. Unfortunately, though, I wonder if this team is stuck together. I do think Dust has kind of made it out of this click. Um, Rockslide is dead. Rockslide is dead. Dang. Prodigy has. Because he's got Prodigy the young has. Right. I guess I guess maybe most of the team did break 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 out. <laughs> um, <laughs> because the only people the left then are just is... Hellion Surgeon. Yeah, the three that didn't make I know, it. I know, I <laughs> know. <laughs> um, but I think I don't think the problem is that they weren't able to break out. I think it's that too many people, and I'm sorry, new X-Men fans, I'd be right there with you. I think too many people want them to get back together. And like that's oh. not the right. I think people want to see like this team on missions doing things like that, but it's like, no, because they've grown, they've become different, like they have to move on and do these other things. You can't have the new X-Men again. They're not kids no more. They're not the kids anymore. There's a new group. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's viable to have them get back together, but as the new X-Men, the way that the new mutants and all of them always get back together? No. Cause they get back together. Because then I was about to say, you get into the curse of the, the new mutants. People don't want to see them together. And then even so with the new mutants, like look at what the book is right now. After this magic arc is done, it's switching over to more of the kids. Once you're stuck mm. in that kind of like student role, you're always going to have to make room for all the other hundreds of for students. More students. And then like the more students that come, the less chances you have of whichever one you want to appear to appear. How often does Magma get used in new mutant stories these days? 
Well, I think that's because most people don't really care about magma. <laughs> people like magma. <laughs> she can do people like people like black girl magma from X Men Evolution. <laughs> they was, don't really care for this girl. <laughs> that was a, that was like a really big gotcha. That was crazy to me. But you know, I think that's just the thing that's gonna happen. So it's like as they kind of go and they get stuck and they get mixed into these other students' roles. I don't know. And I say this as a new X-Men fan, but I would never want these kids to get back together. Unless it's like a reunion special or like an annual issue. But I think the moments they've had, I think when Sophia even came back, like, boom, they got a hug, they made up, they had a happy time, and now they can go and continue to do other things. You wouldn't want to see them all like, oh, yeah, we were all killed before, now we're back alive. Maybe we should all just hang out together. I feel like that's what they did in that X Factor issue when Sophia came back. You might have dropped it by then. I don't know. Yeah, I did not. But, I did not read that. <laughs> after they like saved her from Mojo World or whatever, she, all the new X Men kids were there. Helly and welcomed her back. They went off and party, and it was like cool. That's closed off, and now she's on the Marauders. Yeah, she looks nice too on that. Hmm. I do think that like while this issues these issues that we were really cool it would be them doing this again now would just be a repeat of this like why can't i just go back and read this and i did like if i want to see them all together again but there were too many of them it's different from you know how i felt about that (laughs) but it's different from a new avenger or a younger even like young avengers they complain about it with them sometimes like how people leave nova out or how tommy would get left out you know what I'm saying? Like with the new X Men, it's only like eight of them, right? Well, you got the eight of them. So no, those were like the main kids of that book. But like, there are other new X Men. Like, and when the new X Men fans want them to get, no, I meant the younger. I meant the young Avengers. Like, there's oh, only the like eight of them. Yeah, yeah. Only... <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but they still leave Novar out, which is kind of better for him. I'm not. That's kind of better, better for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. Which, you know, speaking of Novar, really quick aside, I'm really into him and Hercules. I was going back and reading um, Guardians of the Galaxy the other day. I was like, this was hot. A they deserve Talk about role. they was <laughs> my man. <laughs> my man, my man, my man. Um, but yeah, so that was that. But nonetheless, yeah, I think that's the big problem with the new X-Men is that I think a lot of people want to see them get back together. And you just can't have all of these. They're not. I'm not even going to say kids. They're not kids no more. Mm-hmm. Well, they shouldn't I've be. I've seen kids. people kind of. So, what have, what would you think about them being like the Young Justice to the X Men's Justice League? Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so never mind. <laughs> like you know, what I'm basically what I'm saying is, if you were to have, if you were to look at DC, right, you got the okay. Justice League. Mm-hmm. And then you have the Titans, and then you have Young Justice. The new X-Men would be the Titans. I was thinking the new mutants were the Titans. No, the new mutants are, like, popular. <laughs> well, yes. But, I mean, like, I the was... New, the new mutants, I, I don't even think you could really put them in there, because, they're like, they're two different teams. I think when you think of, like, how the new mutants operated, even though there were a couple of them, it's a main squad, and it's those same five kids who always get back together. It's Cannonball, Magic, Danny, Sunspot, Wolfsbane, and now Cypher's back, so he gets added in, too. 
again, I saw, oh, magma. Again, left or right. See? But, <laughs> um, but with... But it wasn't a big roster like the Titans. I see exactly. The Titans was constantly like 50, 100 kids. It was just like all... The, it was all the young ones. All mm-hmm. Everybody else was here that eventually became a Titan, and now you've gotten to the point where there's just so many of them, and it just becomes this thing of like, okay, it's just the next wave, just the next wave, just the next wave. And really, people don't want them all to get back together because it's like, what are y'all doing? Yeah, I want Starfire to break free. Please. <laughs> that you Please. haven't already done. I get it. I get that she's an OG. I get that, like, that is a part of her thing. But please let my girl be free of always being with the Titans. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess the same thing would happen with the New Mutants. I guess if they, I'm sorry, the New X-Men, mm-hmm. if they were to become the Titans to the X-Men's Justice League, they probably just always end up being stuck there. But maybe that's maybe that's what if that's what the fans want, why not lean into that? I guess the question would be, what do you want them to do while they're stuck there together? Because, you know, go I, on, and, just think but, of like the Young Justice show, and I say this, like and go I say, on little like you know co-op missions like that. I think the X Men operate in a different world, so it's like that's not going to work the same. I just I don't know. I think I think about. But I mean. For, I think about, and maybe I'm thinking about this too much, like the business aspect of it all right now, but I think about like what Krakoa is and like what these teams do and like the people who are on them and all that good stuff. Everybody has to be a part of a brand or like a team that does something or represents something. You know what I'm saying? If you get the new X-Men together, what are they doing that's different than what they could be doing in the new mutants right now? Mm -hmm. And then it's like, okay, if you do make them the war college like or something co- covert like missions or whatever right yeah you have them doing stuff like that you can't really have that same group of kids that you had the first go round because a a lot of them have already moved on and done other things and then b it's just like well if they're learning all over again what did they learn the first time <laughs> right yeah they can't be perpetual students you gotta go so it's like well, can't you either you just send them on missions. But then that's the thing. You have to decide because if you do bring these new X-Men kids over, obviously you can't bring all of them because you have to mix in the new people or the old people to give a new dynamic so they can continue to grow. And that's where you have you have this giant pool of characters and you can really only take two. So which two do you take? And that's how you keep getting lost in this like cycle of I want the new X-Men back, but to do what? Oh, I think and Surge are the only ones that haven't moved on. You could probably just take them too. And Surge was set. I don't know how that one fell. But Pixie and Dust thrive. The girls, it was Pixie, Dust, and Surge. They were the three. Mm-hmm. Pixie and Surge Dust. just needs a spot for her. She's the, I think Hellion and Surge are the most, quote-unquote, junior X-Men, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they're the most, like, uh, wanting to be X-Men or whatever. I think they don't have a lane for them to go be that junior X-Men. They don't. The X-Men don't have a Titans. But would one work? Is what I'm asking. Um, they tried. I, Obviously, they tried, but they technically they were students. They weren't even going on missions. They weren't like. I think it could work, but they gotta leave the island. Oh, you know what? I guess that's the difference. The Titans, they made themselves their own, yeah. like group. They decided they didn't want to be psychics anymore and just made their own group. Yeah. 
I think you could take a girl. I think you could take a couple of the new X Men kids, and you could do something like that during like those X Force years where they had the road trip era. After like mm. the team, you know, Danny and all, and they were going across the city. That's where they met Jesse Bedlam. Shout out to him. Um, I think they could take some of those new X Men kids like that who could be feeling in the space of like, okay, we didn't graduate to do something better, but we're not students anymore. Let's just go off the island and do that. Mm. All right, well, y'all got to let us know what you think, how you can keep moving the new X-Men forward. Like I said, I'm starting to see it for them again. I guess this is, must have been... I must have missed everything before this when I was reading this <laughs> when I was a kid. Everything else but that far, okay? Because <laughs> this was kind of, this was a lot of a lot of fun, the stuff I remember like liking this these characters. Um, but that is the book club of the week. Let's go ahead and take a break, and then we'll come right back. Because Pietro came over to mutant stuff a lot more than Wanda did. Right. But I remember they used to throw it in her face that Magneto was her dad. But, like, also, she was a daddy's girl. So she was like, yes, he is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know she in the beginning, she was like, oh, no. But then it was like. Yeah, I was oh. going to say, for the most part, she was like, no. In the beginning, <laughs> she was very much like, no, you know, I'm trying not to be associated with mutants and stuff. But then, like, once her and Magneto made up and, like, she started having the babies and all that, it was like, oh, no, where my daddy at? Yeah. Hmm. She invited I like him. that. Yeah. Hmm. That's that. All right, guys. Welcome back. We won't be talking more about Wanda. <laughs> 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 because this is She-Hulk week, baby. I know All that's right. right. Episode one, MCU, Tatiana Maslany, uh, Jamila Jamil, a lot of other people. Mark Ruffalo was yes. there. He was. And I have to go ahead and just say, I'm going to go ahead and get right into it. They got to pay them CGI people because I thought this was actually pretty good. It was. It looked good. Yes. Her, like, a lot of the She-Hulk's, like, face, I was like, oh, my God, this, her, like, face looks great. Like, it looks like it's Tatiana, (laughs) just a She-Hulk. And the way they did her transformations, like, and, like, obviously she had more control over it than Bruce, so, like, how she was kind of going back and forth, and it was like, oh, that was really well done. It was good. Shout out to them. They worked hard. I hope they yes. did it. I know yes. they didn't, but... Right. <laughs> but I hope they did. Um, I mean, the, so this episode starts off with um, She-Hulk Jen giving this closing statement, and... Um, this was really interesting because I was I used to work at um, a law firm. I've gone in house since then, but like I was like, oh my god, I'm having flashbacks. PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but this was uh, started off with her giving her closing statement, and of course, you got this man in the corner telling her like, oh, this is like smile more, and um, then she breaks the fourth wall, letting everyone know like, I know you guys are wondering about the She-Hulk, so let's go ahead and get into that. We see her getting into this car accident. Now, I haven't read too many She-Hulk comics. I like She-Hulk, but I've never read a lot of her runs. She's popped up in, like, a lot of the stuff I read. She's mm-hmm. a good friend she to was Carol. She girl for a very long yeah. time. A long time she was Marvel's it girl. She was on the Fantastic Four, on probably my favorite run of the Fantastic Four, so... Um, I've read a lot of stuff with her in it, but I haven't really read any of her solo runs. 
Um, but I do know that when she got her powers, it was because of like a mob group that came after yeah. her after a case. Um, like that she won the case against them. And like, of course, you know, this was like what the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> so like <laughs> real way back then. This was this was back when like that kind of stuff was in. So like they had the mob come and come and get her and she got attacked and she had a um got shot needed a blood transfusion and she got it from Bruce, but it was Bruce was not known to be the whole so when she getting that she that's what I knew her to get. In the MCU now, she gets into an accident from a Sakaar ship, like from an attack with them. She gets cut, and like his blood gets into hers, while also mm-hmm. like that gamma radiation, or I would say that gamma absorption device mm-hmm. made for himself, that Bruce made for himself, so you can say human. Like that also, like, I guess what got into her, and she becomes She Hulk that way. How did you feel about like this? version of her origins. I was fine with it. Honestly, they got through it really quickly. We just kind of like, it was just like, boom, 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 she, she, Hulk, we going to, and I was like, okay, I'm cool with mm-hmm. that too. <laughs> like, and honestly, I think it's because a lot of this MCU stuff, especially the shows in general, have like kind of dragged on getting there and getting us to the point of like who the hero is and like whatever, like seeing it just like happen. And we can just have fun with She-Hulk. A She-Hulk that seems like it's going to be like similar to the one in the comics and one that I'm really going to enjoy. I'm down for that. And it was yeah, like, you know. it, it was enough that it was comic book goodness, but still not out of the realm of like, okay, I can't even suspend my disbelief for this. Exactly. I um, it, The little gadget on his arm was very comic book. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, whatever. Um, and even like the blood getting into hers or whatever, and that somehow, and that's a real that's thing. <laughs> that really happens in real life. Blood mixes up it when does. people are accidents. You know what I'm saying? Like it it's does. reality. Yes. Um, I did like the way that her transformation happened. Um, I will admit that when she went to that club and uh, those dudes came up to him, my first thought was, oh, that dude's fine. <laughs> but clearly he's a bad man. <laughs> Don't repeat that. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the one that looked like uh, like tight outside a little bit. Mm-hmm. I know which one you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. Fine. But, um, yeah, I thought the... CGI on it was great. As the resident She-Hulk stand here, mm-hmm. um, how did you feel about the way that they showed her transformations as she got back to, um, I guess this little Mexico <laughs> getaway mm-hmm. place that Bruce had like had for himself, this lab that Tony Stark had. Um, how did you feel about her kind of showing her Hulk side? I liked it. I thought there was like a lot of the stuff in the conversations that Bruce and Jen had surrounding her transformation and anger and things like that were really well done. And I feel like they were true to comics. Very well Jen done. Jen always had like a better control of her abilities than he did. I thought they showed his frustrations really well. And I also think like, you know, coming off of Al Ewing's Immortal Hulk run, you realize that Bruce is like got some problems. And he needs some help. And I feel like with a lot of Hulk stories, you don't really get too much of that. And you don't really delve too much into that. And so I thought it was a nice little play on Jen's part when she was like, you know, I might have said some mean things to you earlier, but like, it's true. Like, you have some unchecked trauma and like, you need to go through with that and like, figure out what that's about. Because, hey, that's real. 
for him. Mm-hmm. And like that all showed in the way that he's been dealing with this versus her, where she's like, no, I'm kind of confident. I know where I am. I know what I'm doing. Anger isn't something that fuels me because I'm like, good, it's you. And like, I'm She-Hulk. So that was dope. <laughs> and you know, like I really appreciated I her speech about like being able to control her anger because like I'm a woman. Like <laughs> I'm constantly having to control myself. Um, and like Bruce instantly thinking of she, oh look, you're wrong. I gotcha. Uh, when right. when she started to transform, she was like, no, I'm doing this. Like I'm controlling myself. <laughs> I can do this. And like, no, that was super dope. And I even love the part where they were like comparing and like they were jumping. He's like, you gotta be flexible. And here's this multi, he pulls out this book of like, here's this multi-year plan. And she's like, oh, not that. <laughs> multi-year, not the binder. You know, when they start and pulling out binders. It's over. And then even the, like, <laughs> him like trying to tell her, like, you're going to have to be a superhero. You're going to have... And she's like, no, I don't. I can, I'm going to go back to law. Even though she's And, still like, he truly her. did not grasp that. Like, he was like, what do you mean? Like... You got to defend people. I, you got to do what I say. <laughs> and, and again, I think that plays on, like, some of Bruce's trauma. Just, like, he feels as though that he's still, like, making up for stuff. He's still trying to atone. He's still trying to do good. Like, it's... Oh, man. And Immortal Hulk was that book. Because I was yeah. about to say, like, this is the kind of Hulk you need in your comic, but that's what we got. And now it's over. So shout out to them. Yeah. Um, I think I've seen a lot of Hulk fans say that they wish they could get more of that in the movies and stuff. But movie rights, y'all, sorry, they don't own those. So they're never going to do that until they can. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but it was nice that he had this moment. So they should relish that. Yeah, and I did it. I appreciate when they even touched on his emotions about like when he got the lab and said, you know, this was actually Tony Stark built this for me. He said one day he'd always come back and take it back and like the break in Hulk's voice, like reminiscing that his friend Team died. Cat. <laughs> yeah, they also kind of set up that if they ever really wanted to go back and do a Planet Hulk movie, they could because. Mm-hmm. They explicitly say in this, like after that uh, Sakaar ship attacked Jen and Bruce in the beginning, they explicitly say that, oh, you know, I can control myself. I've like gotten it down to be um, Hulk and Bruce together. There was this one time on Sakaar when I was Hulk for two years, like um, there, and I was like, oh, that sounds like a movie. <laughs> that, that sounds like a film, but obviously they don't really have the rights to that, so we'll see. I don't know. I liked it. I thought the show was really good. I'm excited for the rest. I will say, we got to the end in the Titania reveal. Mm. I think Jamila Jamil is a beautiful woman. And really pretty. She is a judge currently on Legendary on HBO Max. And I have grown a new appreciation for her on that show. But that reveal was not given. It did not. You know, I like Titania, but... yeah. You know, you've gotten it in my head before that sometimes sacrifices have to be made. And <laughs> <laughs> so it is what it is. She's just going to have to be there. I'll just have to take this version of her. It's going to be interesting to kind of see what they do with her, especially like when you think about the She-Hulk book like now where Titania and Jen are friends. And like they've got their little fight club going and they're hanging out and stuff like that. So I'm interested to see if they'll just continue on with the strict we come, we see each other, we go to blows, or if they're gonna try and build off of that, like, okay, we might become a little bit like frenemy and like hang out and be girls. It might be the frenemy girls part because the streets were saying that Titania is like an influencer. I think she's gonna be like a social media influencer and she may 
need Jen's help to get out of some kind of legal drama? Oh. I think something like that might happen. Some like okay. some kind of like fun antics with that. I don't know. We'll see. But um, I just heard Jamila say Titania's name. Like she was like, oh, I'm playing Titania. And I was like, oh, that sounds like she's going to be an influencer mm-hmm. and that kind of girl. Okay. Well, we'll see. Tatiana is like really good as Jen. She's super likable. You know, mm-hmm. I'm excited for the rest. Um, I'm excited to see like how the people around her react to like her being lawyer and she Hulk. Like obviously when she like did her transformation in the room, it was like, ooh, and then like she ends it off and she goes back to her feelings and arguments and the episode ends. Oh, speaking of the episode ending, that little mid credit mid credit scene where her <laughs> was funny. <laughs> I actually laughed. <laughs> like I cackled. Like genuinely out loud cackle. I was like, oh that was funny. They did that. They really did. You know what? She Hulk is good. Shout out to She-Hulk and Ms. Marvel for turning the ship around phase for four was, uh, Phase 4. Phase 4 was at the <laughs> bottom, okay? And we're coming yeah. back up. And the, and we're going to end off with Wakanda forever. So it's looking like... Bitch, they, we'll they end, look like they were saving the best for last. It looks like we'll end off at a nice middle ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Phase 4, it, it was clicking down, but they've, they're starting to turn it back around. Shout out okay. to, to She-Hulk. Yes. All right, well, that brings us to the end of the show. Please let us know what you guys thought about She-Hulk, any of the comics we read earlier. We really appreciate all the comics and comments. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Another Relaunch. You can find us on YouTube if you want to watch us um, on Another Relaunch TV. You can find me on most social media platforms at UncannyLZ. Keenan, where can they find you? You guys know you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Keenan Lance. As always, there's an underscore at the end. All right, boom. Let's get up out of here and we'll catch y'all next week. Peace out.